1: It is Tuesday, March 8th, and this is People Every Day. Happy International Women's Day, everyone. It's me, Charlotte Triggs, and I'm back again with another great show for you today, highlighting some influential women and getting into the latest award show buzz. So let's get into what's lighting up your newsfeed. Prince Harry's tour of the American experience continues. Last month, the Duke of Sussex was in attendance at the Super Bowl in LA with his cousin, Princess Eugenie. Over the weekend, photos surfaced of Prince Harry taking in the Stockyards Championship Rodeo in Fort Worth, Texas. Former bull rider-turned-trainer Corey Melton shared since-deleted images of the prince with the caption, quote, Prince Harry hanging out at the rodeo this week. We get a ton of rodeo royalty, but this is the first prince I've ever seen. It kind of makes you wonder what Prince Harry is going to try next. I can't wait to see the photo of him riding Splash Mountain or throwing out the first pitch at the baseball game. I mean, I wonder what he thinks of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Uh, Glad to see him enjoying life in the States. Last week, Dancing with the Stars pro Max Schmerkowski safely escaped Ukraine and made it back to the U.S. after a tumultuous journey out of Kyiv. On Friday, he revealed to Good Morning America that even though he's back home in the U.S., he feels guilty for leaving Ukraine during the invasion.
2: For me, there's kids everywhere, babies everywhere. It's negative to
0: the temperature. Is there any guilt you even feel for yeah. getting out or I feel wanting guilty. out?
2: I feel guilty. I feel bad. I feel ashamed. I feel upset.
1: And it appears he plans to act on that guilt. Last night, Schmierkowski told Anderson Cooper that he's planning to go back to help refugees as they arrive in Poland.
2: I spent a couple of last days with that uh, survivor's remorse. I believe that that's what it's called and um, currently working on an opportunity to go back. And so probably sometime next week, I'm going to go back to Poland and uh, joining efforts on the ground
1: The Ukrainian-born dancer was in the country during the invasion, working and consulting on Dancing with the Stars Ukraine when the war broke out. Shmerkovsky documented the war zone on social media in addition to the cramped conditions he experienced taking a train out of the country. There's no word on an exact date for when he plans to return to the region, but it's definitely a scary time in that part of the world, and we wish him safe travels. And now moving on to another international event. March is Women's History Month. As we mentioned a little bit ago, March 8th is International Women's Day. Every day this month, we're celebrating women everywhere. What they do, what they've done, how far women have come, and how far we will continue to go. This week, we released our Women Changing the World issue, which spotlights some really amazing leaders striving to make a difference in a whole variety of ways. So joining me now to continue celebrating these women and to make her People Everyday debut is People's New Editor in Chief, Liz Baccarello. Hi, Liz. I'm so glad you're here. Hello. I am thrilled. Oh my gosh. So the women changing the world issue always leaves me feeling very inspired. And this year is no exception. In the 2022 issue, we're spotlighting people like Billie Eilish and her mom, Maggie Baird, who are aiming to provide plant-based meals to people in need. We also have people like Amy Schneider who broke barriers for her as the first transgender contestant to qualify for Jeopardy's tournament of champions. So Liz, I'm loving that this was your debut issue for the magazine. So what moved you about these stories? it's serendipity charlotte because it was being planned and executed long
3: before i walked in we've done this since 2016 and women change the world people can change the world you know this is part of the dna of the people brand is telling st- human stories about people who they really are and what they really care about and this mix of stories is Absolutely fantastic because the thread going throughout from Lizzo on the cover to Rita Moreno to Goldie Hawn to Billie Eilish and the others that you talked about is that they're all using their platforms for good. So they're influential, but they're having an impact, too.
1: That's so awesome. One of the stories that I really loved from this issue was um, about Oksana Masters. She's a Paralympian medalist and an advocate for people with disabilities. She was born in the Ukraine. Tell me a little bit about her story, because it's just an amazing one that you guys featured. You know, it's, it's interesting
3: because she had birth defects caused by the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. She was abandoned by her parents shortly after birth and spent the first seven years of her life fighting for survival in Ukrainian orphanages. And then she was adopted by an American university professor. The mother's name is Gay, and she was a single mom. And Gay introduced her daughter to rowing at age 13. This was right before her second leg amputation. And Oksana says, The moment I got in the boat, everything changed for me. It's an outlet. I was able to throw away my anger, all of my fear into it. And now she's written a memoir. She's a tireless advocate for Kindness Wins, which is a nonprofit that promotes selflessness through sports. And she recently participated in a campaign for Kim Kardashian's SKIMS. I mean, this she's just everywhere. So
1: she's using her platform, right, to tell her story. So amazing. So let's switch gears a little bit, and let's talk about you. As I mentioned, you're our new editor-in-chief, and you're the first woman that people has had in that role since 2006, which I remember back to the legendary Martha Nelson and her time there. So a lot of the times, women kind of have to fight for their seat at the table. So what's your journey been like, and have there been any challenges you've had to overcome?
3: You know, I'm lucky that women's journalism, women's magazine publishing in particular, has always sort of been a pink industry, if you will. So when I moved from Cleveland to New York and I worked at Prevention and Parents and Real Simple, you know, there were plenty of female editors that came before me. Now that we're talking about more general interest journalism, my first big role was in Cleveland and I was the only woman in those Cleveland Magazine boardrooms. And I didn't have to fight for respect because I had them, you know, men, men gave me the job, right? And they believed in me, but my predecessors were all men. So I saw the choices they made about covers. I saw the voices they chose to put in the magazine. And I'm remembering that those years now that I'm at People because I'm not going to change anything about people's DNA and the human interest story and the trust and credibility and all the things that people stands for, but I can bring a fresh perspective, fresh voices, fresh choices for
1: who we're going to write about. Love that. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, Liz. This has been so great having you on the show, and I'm so excited to be working with you here. Thanks, same, Charlotte. Thanks for having me. Last night, the Academy of Country Music Awards were held in Las Vegas, and we catch up with the evening's co-host, Jimmy Allen. We'll ask him what it was like hosting with Dolly Parton and break down some of the night's biggest moments. But after the break, we've got some celebrity love life news to share with you. All I'll say for now is sometimes one wedding dress just isn't enough. We'll be right back. We're back, and it's time to get into this week's heart monitor. Simone Biles said yes, again. The Olympic gold medalist has picked out a wedding dress. Well, two, actually. The decorated gymnast posed in a photo at LA's Galia Lahav bridal shop holding a sign reading, I said yes to the dress. And during an AMA session on her Instagram stories, Biles mentioned that she did in fact choose two dresses. She shared that Bora Bora is on the table for a honeymoon destination and that she knew she was going to marry her fiance, Houston Texan safety, Jonathan Owens, the day after she met him. Biles said to followers, fun fact, the day after I met Jonathan, I told my best friend Rachel that I was going to marry him. I just knew. I guess we'll all have to wait and see which dresses she's rocking when they get married next year over to our girl, Drew Barrymore. On Monday's episode of The Drew Barrymore Show, she made a revelation to co-star Ross Matthews about some of her steamy dreams.
2: Every once, like every six months, I'll have the hottest dream and I'll be like, oh my God.
0: Really? Yes. Whoa. And I'm like,
2: oh, I am libidinous and alive.
1: I just love that in your dreams, one of your exes was all up in your libidinous. <laughs> The talk show host and actress isn't currently dating anyone, at least publicly. A few weeks ago on her show, while interviewing Kate Hudson, Barrymore reminisced on the time that she was in an open relationship with Luke Wilson. She does share two daughters with Will Copelman, who she divorced in 2016, and she was previously married to Jeremy Thomas from 1994 to 1995 and Tom Green from 2001 to 2002. Drew didn't say exactly which exes she's had dreams about, but hey, you know what? As long as she's happy. Maybe this goes without saying, but sweet dreams to you, Drew Barrymore. This Is How We Country was the theme of the evening last night at the 57th Academy of Country Music Awards, which streamed live for the first time on Amazon Prime from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Some of the big moments of the night included Kelly Clarkson paying tribute to the host of the show, the legendary Dolly Parton. Brothers Osborne sharing all the love, thanking their families, wives, puppies, and partners. We never, ever expect these, literally ever, and it always comes as a huge surprise. My wife, Lucy, you're not here tonight. I miss you so much. Sending your love. Sending love to our, our new dog, Django, our mom, dad, Natalie, Jimbo, Rachel. I uh, love you all. We couldn't have done it without you. I couldn't have done it without my brother. I love him to death. And we couldn't have done it without all y'all. I love y'all. But many were surprised when Morgan Wallen was back on the stage, accepting the award for Album of the Year for Dangerous, the double album. The singer was banned from the 2021 ACMs, along with a bunch of other shows last year after a video leaked of him using a racial slur. Wallen offered a special thank you to, quote, everyone who has shown me grace along the way in his acceptance speech, adding that, quote, when I started this album, I was a kid. By the time I put it out, I was a father. But perhaps the most entertaining part of the evening was the banter between Dolly Parton and her amazing co-hosts, Gabby Barrett and Jimmy Allen. I'm so excited to say that I don't have to give you all the details because I have a guest here with first-hand knowledge of all the shenanigans. With me now is Male Artist of the Year nominee, multi-platinum recording artist, and co-host of the Academy of Country Music Awards, Jimmy Allen. Jimmy, thank you so much for being here.
2: No, thank you for being here.
1: So first, let's just dive in on you being the co-host last night with two powerhouse women, the iconic Dolly Parton and female Artist of the Year nominee Gabby Barrett. What was it like collaborating with them, working with these artists?
2: It was great. I had fun.
1: I loved the rendition that they did of Let's Go to Vegas. That was so great.
2: Oh, man. I remember when I got this song to sing it, I was like, I don't know any Elvis songs, but I learned it because <laughs> I didn't listen to Elvis, you know. But that song is a cool song and definitely has some parts. that was hard to sing because of words, so many words and a little bit of time. It was really cool, and creative, whoever put it together. The
1: ACMs this year really showed us how diverse country music is with some brilliant performances by Britney Spencer and Breland. I mean, what does it mean to you as an artist who loves the genre and who lives in this genre to see how much more diversity there is on the scene these days?
2: As a fan of not just country music but music, you hope to see everyone doing everything you know that's how I look at it all the all these genres that are stereotypically for a certain you know race color it's cool to see everybody doing everything
1: okay so not to get personal but you made a comment on the red carpet last night that caught my attention it was very funny something about closing up shop and retiring from baby making so what does your wife Alexis have to say about that?
2: She's it was actually her idea, because when it comes to babies, you know, guys, we got the fun part. You know what I mean, <laughs> women, you know, got to carry the baby, give birth to the baby, and you know, cause she told before, she doesn't mind giving birth. It's the pregnancy part that's normally, um, it's normally hard on her. But uh, I'm cool if she done. I right, my jersey retired. But then we did talk about maybe in a couple years, you know, having another one. But we'll kind of just see whatever happens, happens.
1: Yes. Leave it to fate, right? You can't plan everything. I, you know, I ended up with twins the second time around. You definitely can't plan everything.
2: <laughs> oh man. Listen, I do not. Oh, see, now you got me wanting to like, not have it. <laughs> I have That'll be six.
1: So often we watch these shows and everyone is commenting about the wardrobe changes when it comes to the women, but you really brought it last night for the men with six different looks, including your red carpet look. So what do you love about the different fashion looks that you had and, and changing it up?
2: I love clothes. I love wearing things that no one else is going to wear. I like taking risks. I don't really care if people like it or don't like it. It's all right. Nobody likes everything you do, no matter what you do. So for me, when it comes to fashion and clothes, that's for me. You know, I was able to find some outfits that I really liked and uh, just went for it. But like, why not?
1: So finally, I want to talk about Down Home, the single that's out today. And it's the lead single off your forthcoming third album. Everyone needs to mark their calendars because the music video is coming out March 18th. And I have to say, Jimmy, I got a little preview and it was so moving. I mean, from the title of the song, I did not really know what to expect, but it was very touching. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone.
2: Down Home, oh you know mama's still cooking. With this song is a, it's, it's a song I wrote about my father. Just letting him know that we miss him. And everything's good down home. The video I actually went to my hometown. My childhood home is in it. The little league baseball field uh, I played is there. Uh, one of my best friends since I was a kid, Nick Sharp. He's the only other person you've seen the video. We were friends. We played together on that field. Me and my dad's favorite restaurant. The boat back home in Delaware. I, I, I go fishing on. And, that path is some of me and my dad's favorite spots where we go like flounder fish and stuff like that. So kind of wanted to have a lot of things that represented my father. Like the, the, the kid in the video wearing number 15 jersey. 15 was my dad's number. And if you look, there are two of everything. There's two fishing poles, two baseball gloves, two plates of food. It kind of represents my dad being there with me even though he's not there.
1: I was very moved. And to see that, you know, it was a tribute to him was so special, Well, Jimmy, you have had a long night, so I appreciate you getting up early and jumping on with us. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I really enjoyed having Liz on our show today. She's such an incredible person, and I'm so glad to be a woman working at a place that's promoting and celebrating women of all ages from all across the world. So while it's International Women's Day, it's hard not to focus on one country in particular right now. Over a million Ukrainian civilians, mostly women and children, have managed to flee the country, but it's still been incredibly difficult for some families to escape entirely. Many have moved to bomb shelters for safety. And while things are incredibly tense, there's this video of a little Ukrainian girl in one of these bomb shelters singing Let It Go from Disney's Frozen, and honestly, it's really beautiful and moving, and it's something to make you smile. Just listen.
0: Bravo, bravo,
1: I mean, that was just incredible. The video has been viewed over 13 million times, and Frozen star Adina Menzel retweeted the video with the caption, we see you. We really, really see you. If you'd like to contribute to humanitarian efforts focused on providing support to the women and girls of Ukraine who have been displaced during the war, we're highlighting UN women. They are a United Nations entity dedicated to gender equality and the empowerment of women, and their current focus is supporting the women and girls of Ukraine. If you'd like to make a contribution to this amazing organization, head to donate.unwomen.org. Well, thank you all for listening. Today was a lot of fun for me. Nigel will be back behind the mic for Wednesday's show, and he's got a special guest, Avril Levine. So make sure to join him tomorrow for more People Every Day.